Arthur Paul Leslie Hour, helping people tell their stories. And now your host, Paul Leslie. Hey, it's me. Today, this episode is going out on a variety of platforms. And for the record, today is May twenty fourth, twenty twenty one. It is the eightieth birthday of singer songwriter Bob Dylan. I'll be going into that just a little bit more in a moment. What you're going to be hearing on this episode is an interview with singer Judy Collins. She is definitely the songwriter's best friend. She's really recorded some incredible songs and from some of the best songwriters ever. Judy Collins has sung the songs of Joni Mitchell, Leonard Cohen, and of course Bob Dylan. There are many songs when I think, who did this best? I'm talking about songs that have been recorded by many people. The answer I know in my heart is the Judy Collins version. The tape of this interview was originally broadcast on FM radio. It was to promote her duets album, Strangers Again, where she was joined by a different guest on each track. Some of the people she performed duets with have been on this show. Michael McDonald, Jeff Bridges, Don McLean, Willie Nelson, B. Beeman, and Ari Hess. It's really an exceptional album, and I humbly suggest you check it out. Now, as I mentioned, this is being released on Bob Dylan's 80th birthday. There are more tributes, articles, radio and television segments, blogs, whatever, coming out about Bob Dylan in tribute to him. It's more than any one person could possibly absorb. With that said, I'm sure a lot of them are great, and I'm looking forward to checking a lot of them out. I wondered about what I would do. And really, it's such a big subject. I almost got lost in thought. And so I thought of this interview with Judy Collins, and it reminded me of what I thought was one of her best recordings. And I just thought I would speak plainly and from the heart. I'm someone who has gotten a great deal of fascination and enjoyment from Bob Dylan. I enjoy very much reading the lyrics of Bob Dylan. I've enjoyed hearing Bob Dylan sing in concert and on recordings, as so many of you have. I know I'm certainly not alone in being grateful that he decided to be an artist, but I'm also grateful that he chose to become an artist famous enough that so many people could be exposed to his work. And let's be honest, fame has played a factor. If I had any humble suggestion, it would be to put one of his albums on today and listen closely. That's my suggestion for myself. I'm just talking out loud here. Now, if you're a reader and would like a good book, check out The Double Life of Bob Dylan, A Restless, Hungry Feeling. It's available in the United Kingdom and the USA. And also worth noting, the song that I was just talking about, the Judy Collins recording, when I first heard this, I had no choice. It just affected me greatly. So, Considering the interviewee on this episode, Judy Collins, you may love, as I do, her singing of Bob Dylan's song, Farewell. That was on the album Judy Collins Number no. 3 that came out in 1964, well before my time. <laughs> Just remember, the Paul Leslie Hour is made possible through viewers and listeners like you. Just go to www.thepaulleslie and click on support the show. A quick hello and thank you to Ellen Hunter Olkin for the loving support. You've really warmed my heart. 
And now I present my first interview with the wonderful Judy Collins. I hope to visit with her again. As always, let me know what you think. Ladies and gentlemen, joining us on the Paul Leslie Hour is singer and recording artist Judy Collins. She joins us for a conversation about her album, Strangers Again. It's a great pleasure. Thank you so much. Well, I'm glad we're talking about that. That's really one of the most exciting things I've ever done. Now, why do you say that? What makes it so exciting? Well, I had all these great singers that I know for years, some of them personally, some of them were newer to me, but gathering together Willie Nelson, Jimmy Buffett, Michael McDonald, Jackson Brown, Glenn Hansard, all these wonderful artists. It was wonderful. And, of course, Ari Hest, who wrote the lead song, and it's one of my favorite artists. And actually, I've worked a lot with him, and we're doing a new CD together. So it's all very exciting. Ah, so you're already looking at the next album. I'm already, I've already finished recording it. <laughs> <laughs> That's wonderful. Yeah. Got to keep up with the times, you know. What is the experience of singing a duet like for you? Well, it's very exciting. I found this song of Ari's. I had known Ari, Ari and we had recorded a song of his already called Fireplace, which is on my last big PBS show called Judy Collins Live in Ireland. And I liked his material. He's been out with me. He, sometimes he opens for me on shows, so I've known him for a while. And I started looking at his material, and I fell in love with this song called Strangers Again, and I said, you know, I just got to record that with you before Diana Ross gets her hands on it. <laughs> it's a real, solid, wonderful love song. So I said, you know, when I first heard it, I said, where's Whitney Houston? She's gone, but not forgotten. She should have done this song for sure. And then I said, well, I have to, in order to do this song properly, to give this song, so, and it's an old song of his, it's he's something he wrote years ago, and I said, I've got to put around it people that will not only make good choices with me about singing duets that we both want to do, but also they'll make you look good. I mean, they'll make me look good, too. So let's do that so we can sell some albums and get you out there into the world as you should be. And so that's how it started. And then I started calling my friends. I called Jeff Bridges. I had, what did I, oh, yeah. I wanted to sing a duet. I figured the theory was that I would sing songs that were very much a part of the other artist's repertoire. So I wanted to sing with him, with Jeff Bridges, I wanted to sing Crazy Heart from that movie, you know, that he won the Academy Award for. Yeah. And I got him on the phone. We talked. I've known him for years. And he said, well, I don't want to be rude, but I don't want to sing that song. He said, I want to sing another song from Candide. And it, was a, it is a wonderful song called Make Our Garden Grow, which I plan to put into my shows. I'm already doing some of the wonderful duets in my shows. I'm doing um, When I Go, which is a song by Dave Carter that I'm singing with Willie Nelson. And I think it's put, put me on the Amazon bluegrass charts for the first time I've ever been on them. It was an amazing experience, so, to sing all with all these wonderful artists, and they all had different ideas. Jeff wanted to sing Make Our Garden Grow. Willie wanted to sing this song by Dave Carter called When I Go, and Jackson Brown wanted to sing this wonderful song by Randy Newman. I had wanted to sing it with Randy, and Randy said, no, I'm too embarrassed to sing with you. <laughs> So that canceled, because I found Randy. I'm the first person to record, I think it's going to rain today. 
So it was a mixed kind of adventure, and I learned a lot of things. It's interesting how many different types of songs there are on here. Like you just mentioned the duet with Jeff Bridges. It's a, a Leonard Bernstein composition. Yes. yes. What is Jeff Bridges like on a personal level? You oh. said you've known him a long time. He's a doll. I've known him for many, many years. I knew him when he was in a movie with the, the Keaches and the Caradines. My brother-in-law uh, at that time was Jim Keach, and I was going out with Stacy Keach, and they made this movie, The Long Riders, it was called, and it was about Jesse James and all these Robin Hood-type Western criminals, really. And so the pair, three pairs of brothers were in that, and I got to know Jeff then, and I just think he's a doll, such a sweet man. He brought, a couple years ago, before this all happened with the duets album, he came to see me in California. I think it was the Canyon, Canyon, I forget where that is. But anyway, it's a, it's a theater outside of L.A. And he, he came because my opener was this young girl who was a neighbor of his, a singer. She must have been about 14 in that, that time, but she's now a little older. But he came because he wanted to help her. He wanted to support her, you know, and also say hi to me. He's a personable, darling man. Crazy about him. Another song on the album, Miracle River. Oh, yes. Just a fantastic song. How did you find that particular gem? Well, that was another gem. And actually, it came because of going to hear Jeff Bridges' work. You know, he has a band called The Abiders. It's Jeff Bridges and The Abiders. And they've been together a long time. And they did a show in a, in a little town in Connecticut. And I had already been talking to him about doing doing uh, Make Our Garden Grow with him. But then we went up to see him. He sang. He really introduced me to Tom Waits, for instance. He sang some Tom Waits songs that were beautiful. And I said, oh, my God, I have to investigate Tom Waits. And then he sang Crazy Heart. And I said, did you write that yourself? He said, no, I write with a guy named John Goodwin, whom you should call. So I called John. I didn't know him from Adam. He lives in in uh, Nashville, and it's turned out that he's written dozens of hits, particularly for country, but he's branched out into the commercial music area, too. So he he and I had a chat, and I said, gee, I loved a couple of those songs that Jeff sang in his concert. And he said, you know, let let me send you a bunch of these songs that I've written in the last year, because I think you might find something you like. So he sent them to me. And I was listening away, and I, I called him back, and I said, you know, the one that I love is called Miracle River. And he said, well, that's kind of odd. He said, you know, that was written by Amy Holland. And I said, yes. And he said, well, you know, she's married to Michael McDonald. I said, no, I didn't know that. Well, <laughs> the funny thing was that Michael and I had been discussing what we should sing on this album. And I called Michael, and I said, you know, I know what I want to sing with you. It's your wife's song, <laughs> Miracle River. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. That was a little, you know, a little side trip that was an adventure that I didn't know that I was going to have. The song that's on the album that features Glenn Hansard, how did you come to discover his music or how did you meet him? I met him in Michigan, actually, a couple of years ago. We were both on the Ann Arbor Folk Festival. Now, that it's a very famous festival and Everybody wants to get on the Ann Arbor. I'd never been there, actually. It was my very first time. And he was on it, too, and we struck up a conversation. He actually came to see me at my, in my apartment in New York, 
And so we had a meal together and got to know each other a little bit. And so when I called him, I said, you know, I've got some ideas, but I'd really love to know what you think. What, what would you like to do? He said, well, let me send you a couple of songs that are somewhat new to me, and we'll see if one of them strikes you. So he sent me Races, and I just, I said, this is the one. This is my, actually, Races is, I think, my, my husband's favorite song on the entire CD. He just loves that song. So we did Races, and I think it's such a wonderful song. And it's also very different from anything that I've done before. I thought it was a very different kind of song for me, don't you think? Absolutely. I agree. I just think he's such a wonderful artist. He's just a personable, lovely man. All these guys, every one of them is a professional. They were grown-ups. You know, there was no drama. (laughs) I do hate drama. I wanted to also ask you about the recording of Hallelujah on there. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. And that's B. Beeman. He is such a well-known artist on the West Coast. A lot of people don't know him here, but he came on my show when I was in San Francisco. Oh, I guess it was in uh, Oakland at uh, jo- 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 Josie's. can't remember the name of the, of the club. Anyway, he came, and, you know, when he came on stage, everybody went crazy because they all know him out there. He's been singing out there for a number of years. And I found him. Through my publicist in New York, she said, well, this guy's wonderful, and he would be so great, and you have to record. I decided I had to record Hallelujah, because I've missed it all these years. I haven't done it. And so it was a great way to introduce a singer who is relatively unknown to most of the public, but who needs to have a little step up, you know? It seems like that that's important to you, to get behind the artists that you appreciate. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's my goal to help with my own voice and with theirs, but in this case with both, but sometimes with my own voice, a writer who's got something to say. I mean, there are some great writers out there, great writers that we don't know about. And that, well, that's how I found and introduced Leonard Cohen. He found me totally. But I've been, I've been recording other people's songs, including Dylan and Dick Farina and Pete Seeger and Woody, Woody Guthrie and, and Tom Paxton. And I was the girl in the in the village who didn't write songs. I didn't write songs. I found songs. I found singers. I found songwriters. And then I recorded them for Electra and took them somewhere. You know, I made I made their in some cases made their careers. Certainly in the case of of Leonard, because I found him. He found me. Nobody knew him, but I had a record already of recording and and doing this in some way for other artists, writers, and so. It works. You know, I, I did two of the songs immediately, and then many, many more, most of them. And so, yes, it's, it's important. I think that's, that collaborative part of my own life is very, very important to me because it's about the artistry. It's about the song. It's about the story. It's about where can I take this? You know, how can I do this in a way that's going to get over the feelings that I have about the song? so that other people will understand what I see in it. Well, on that note, the feelings, the thoughts, when you take a song like Hallelujah, the lyrics of Hallelujah, what's going through your head when you sing the song? Oh, a thousand things. But the main part is to make it understandable, to make the lyric understandable to someone who's listening. That's what I've been taught to do. That's what I was taught to do when I studied the piano. That's what I'm taught to do as a singer, is to make it understandable, to be clear. Because 
the story, if you can't understand what the story is, how do you get it? I don't know. I don't know. So my concentration is to find a way to make the lyric clear and phrased in a way that people understand. You know, it's interesting. I saw Jacques Brel the, the two times that he was in New York, that he was in the States. I saw him perform at Carnegie Hall twice, once in 1966 and once in 1968, and he was at Carnegie Hall. I was already a full-blown fan. I had already started to work on recording Marika, and I was desperate to see him, and I went to both shows, and I don't, I mean, I studied French in school, like many of us did, instead of Spanish, which I should have spoken and studied because I grew up in Denver. But although I don't understand very much, I can't have a conversation with you in French. But it didn't matter because he made me, with his phrasing, he made me understand everything he said. And I don't understand exactly why, because, and, but that's, I think the lyric and the phrasing have everything to do with understanding whether you're speaking in French or Italian or English. So I strive for that. And, you know, that's my goal. That's what I'm, well, I think about other things occasionally, but not a lot, mostly about what it is that I'm saying in a song. The version that you have on this album, a duet of Send in the Clowns, the Stephen Sondheim song. Do you know if he heard this version? Oh, I don't know. It's not important to me. I love him, but it doesn't matter. It's it's not about that. It's about a song has its own life, and quite often the composer of a song has no idea where that song is going and no idea who's going to be singing it or who's going to be taking it on. I mean, it's nice if it's a big hit, which my version of Santa and the Clowns was his first and his only major hit. It was a top ten twice in the billboard. Anyway, I didn't think about doing this with Don. It was his idea. I told him that I wanted, what I wanted to do with him was to sing a duet of Vincent, because I've always loved the song. And he said, no, I don't like that song. I'm so bored with that song, I don't want to sing it. So then he said, I said, well, what do you want to do? And he said, well, you're going to laugh, but what I'd like to do is sing the clowns. And I said, well, I'm not laughing. I don't think that's funny. I think that's a great idea. And it turned out, I think it turned out great. In addition to what you said, that he's just kind of bored with Vincent, I'm sure he's very, very proud of that song. It's such a timeless song. But why do you think he chose Send in the Clowns? Well, he wanted to see what he could do. He wanted to see what would happen. And that's always an adventure. What would happen if you take on something that's challenging, that's different? What can you make of it? So it was a wonderful adventure for us. I also wanted to ask about another one of the songs. It's a Randy Newman song. You mentioned it a little earlier. Feels Like Home. Yes. Tell us about that one that you sang with Jackson Brown. Well, my intention, I went to see Randy. Randy was in town, and I went to see him. He was at the city center, and he was doing his opera, which is called Faust. And I'd never seen it. And the funny thing was, it was a... It was recorded, that song was recorded by Linda Ronstadt and I think by uh, Bonnie, Bonnie, but I didn't know it at all. Anyway, I saw the, I was sitting with Jimmy Webb, who's a very good friend, and I was sitting there in the theater, and I went to the theater especially so that I could corner Randy and say, Randy, I'd like to sing a duet with you on, I think it's going to rain today, because I had, I was the first one to record that song. Before he did, because somebody sent me the tape. I think it was his somebody from his family. 
but at that time he didn't know he he hadn't started to record or really to write many of his own songs. He didn't know that he was a singer songwriter. But when he heard my version of "I Think It's Gonna Rain Today," he got very excited and decided he would make a career of this. And I thought, well, wouldn't it be great on this album to get Randy to sing with me? Well, I approached him with that idea. Meantime, I'm sitting there in the theater, and I'm listening to this show. And when I uh, Feels Like Calm came on, I, Jimmy Webb and I poked each other in the arm and said, Oh, my God, what a song. What a song. So I definitely wanted to do it on my CD on this duets album, but mostly I wanted to get Randy to sing with me. And he said, no, it would embarrass me to try to sing with you. I said, well, that's, that's why it's so interesting. It would be odd. It was, would be wonderful. He said, no, I just can't do that. So instead, I called Jackson. And I said, you know, Randy won't sing this with me. But I said, I think you might like it. And he did. And so we did it. And it's a beautiful, beautiful song together. I, I thought it was a lovely duet. And I'm sorry that that Randy wouldn't sing with me, but I can understand. Maybe next time. <laughs> Maybe next time. You are so right. You never know what's coming down the pipe. Do you pretty much know right away when a song is something that you're attracted to and you want to sing? Yeah, immediately, without a doubt. If I don't like it, I never want to hear it again. And I know that from the first, after the first or second bar. But if I love it, I want to hear it forever. all in love with it what about a song makes it great for you I have no idea it's visceral so it has something to do with probably has something to do with memory what you fell in love with who you fell in love with why you fell in love when you did what it was about the person how the melody is shaped you know I grew up with a lot of classic songs all the certainly all the great American songbook songs all the Rogers and Hart. I grew out with those because my father made a living singing them. And he always knew, too. He would know. He'd start the first three or four bars, and he'd say, uh-huh, that's it. And if not, he'd say, let's pass on to the next. He'd know very quickly. What is the best thing about being Judy Collins? Well, I make a living. That's a nice thing. I'm not a, I'm not a multimillionaire, but I make a living. And so I make a living. I do what I want to do. I have no, there's nobody pushing me around telling me what to do or what to sing. There never was. I was always able to to do what I wanted to do, to choose where I wanted to go. That's really, uh, for an artist, I think that's just, that's right on the money. That's where you hope to be. And if you're determined, then you don't let other people tell you what to sing or what to do. You know, people say, oh, why don't you do X? And I'll say, no, everybody else is doing X. I'm not doing that. So... It's trying to be original, trying to be faithful to yourself, and with a certain amount of whatever the certain amount of fame that I've been blessed with, I have that privilege to do many of the things that I want to do. I can choose who I want to sing, what kind of songs I want to sing, what kind of people I want to hang out with, and that's a you know that's a big that's a privilege. We don't I don't think everybody does get to do that. I do what I love. I've never had to do what I don't love. Well, I had to wait a few tables (laughs) in my time early on, but everybody does that for a little bit. Not too long ago, I got to ask the composer, Johnny Mandel, I got to ask him, what would you say to the listening audience if you could say anything? And he said, if you're not doing what you love, you're wasting your time. So I would ask you, if you could say whatever to our listeners, what would you say to them? 
Oh, figure out what your dream is and then go for it. Very good. My last question, you can take this question any way you like. Who is Judy Collins? (laughs) She's a country girl, I mean a Colorado girl, who loves to cook and loves to sing and loves to get on the stage. That's me. Thank you very much for sharing with us. You're welcome. It was a pleasure. I love the album. Oh, thank you so much. I do, too. (laughs) (laughs) You have a wonderful day. Thank you. You, too. God bless. God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs>